This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you think you felt a great disturbance in the force, you're not wrong. Ed Gross and me, Mark A. Altman, have a new oral history coming out this July from St. Martin's Press. It's Secrets of the Force, the complete uncensored unauthorized oral history of the star wars saga so wherever you buy books audio and video pick it up today pre-order and you can learn the secrets of the force and don't miss our oral history of star trek in stores now and of course nobody does it better the complete oral history of james bond in digital hardcover paperback and audio that is all Hey, Darren, have you been watching us on uh, the Electric Now app? I have. I haven't recently because I, I, I watch you pretty much every week when we're doing these things. But yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's you know what I love about it's, the Electric Now app? It's better it's on so video. It's easy to use. It's, it's, it's better really on video. Easy. Download the it. app and you watch us. That's all there is to it. It's so and, simple. And a lot of other cool stuff, too. You go to the app store. It says Electric Now. You download it. And then... You in press, the United States, press the button, and there it is. There it is, and you can choose. You can bookmark it. There's plenty of other movies and TV show to enjoy, and episodes of all your favorite Electric Surge podcasts. So why wait? Download the Electric Now app and start enjoying us anytime. If you're a fan of Inglorious Trexperts, you're going to love Trexperts Briefing Room, a Trexperts new series. Briefing Room. What is that? I was about to explain, then you interrupted oh, me. I'm it sorry. Is, it's curated audio commentaries of classic Star Trek episodes from the original series all the way through Enterprise. You're going to love it as we explore the behind the scenes making of all these wonderful Star Trek episodes with cast and crew that you would never expect to hear doing audio commentaries on Star Trek. Sounds like fun. It will be. And you <laughs> can find it on the Inglorious Trexperts podcast feed and on the new Trexperts briefing podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's go see. What's out there? Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And this is Darren Docterman. And we are the inglorious Trexperts. And have we got a show for you today? We got some of our favorite special guests here for a very special episode, Six Degrees of Shatner. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you kidding me? Who agreed to this? You know, it's commonly understood that any actor or actress in Hollywood can be linked back to me, Hollywood legend Kevin Bacon, in six steps or less. But is it true? Let's test that theory. Let's start with an oldie but a goodie, Mr. Marlon Brando. 
Brando was in The Godfather with Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton was in Annie Hall with Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken was in Catch Me If You Can with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was in Apollo 13 with Hollywood legend Kevin Bacon. Okay, here's a tougher one. Mr. Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. Okay. Uh, well, Buster Keaton was in uh, uh, Sunset Boulevard with uh, William Holden, who was in Network with, with Faye Dunaway, who was in Little Big Man with Dustin Hoffman, who was in Rain Man with Tom Cruise, who was in A Few Good Men with me. That's impressive. Either that or you're cheating using Google's dangerously addictive search tool called the Bacon Number. So here's another one. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart and Steve Carell were in The 40-Year-Old Virgin and Steve Carell was in Crazy Stupid Love with me. I mean, not actually in the movie. I mean, we weren't actually in love. Although I do find him unorthodoxly attractive. Doesn't really do it for me. How about Vin Diesel? Damn, you got me. Easy. It's two moves. Vin Diesel was in Awakenings with Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro was in Sleepers with you. Okay, okay. Last one. Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bacon. Miss Piggy. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I see what you did there. But guess what? I know this one. Miss Piggy was in the Muppet movie with Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog was in Frog Prince with Frank Oz. Frank Oz was in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones with Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne was lucky enough to be in X-Men First Class with Hollywood royalty Kevin Bacon. What does that mean? You're about to find out. But before we do that, <laughs> let's introduce you to our special guest. He's the showrunner of Netflix, Dragon's Blood, Dota, Dragon's Blood, Mr. Ashley Edward Miller. Ashley, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. Again, always yeah, a pleasure and to have again. you. And, uh, and, and making his triumphant return to the podcast. You know him as the host of the Burnett Work. America's number one pop culture connoisseur, Mr. Robert Meyer Burnett. Robert, welcome back. Woo. Well, it's good to be here, gentlemen. Always fun to trek out with the four of, or the three of you, the four of us. I yeah, can't for, wait. For those not watching on the Electric Now app, Rob is wearing a really great T-shirt. He's wearing it has the symbol. They didn't have a name, the visitors, did they? Like they didn't like they weren't no. from a certain planet or you. So it's just the visitors. They were just the, the visitors. They were the never visitors. the home team. I like they, to uh... call them the <laughs> I like to call them the Spotsies, the space Nazis. Yeah, the Spotsies. Spotsies. I like okay. that. <laughs> so this space is a, uh, a Spotsica. Yes. OK. <laughs> so good. A I think Kent, Kenneth Johnson was going for that. He does. You know, yes. in yeah. the show, he was specifically wanted the uh, the to evoke. Uh, the swastika. They had you know, the because... Spitler youth. They had. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the you know, the, v, the original V miniseries was so good. Yeah. And then, you know, we talked about this on our 9,000 hour uh, track down uh, memory lane of. Star are, are we still uh, recording uh, that? Yeah. Yes, and, is... and, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and a final, final conflict. 
Final conflict, final battle. Final yeah. conflict. Final, the final, final battle was like a really great episode of Dynasty. It wasn't a good science fiction, but it had no. like June Chadwick and Jane Badler fighting it out, you know, amongst the stars. It, and it was all this soap opera stuff, but it was great. And then the TV series was the worst. So bad. They like killed the character every week. Yeah, I know. More than Game of they- Thrones. Remember when they killed Michael Ironside's Ham Tyler, who was yeah. the only thing that was good about the show? Well, yeah. Robert England was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was good. And yeah. Frank Ashmore as the friendly visitor. By the <laughs> way, isn't it strange that what you remember about Robert England on that show is that he was like such a sweetie pie? Like he was w- such Willie. a nice guy. Willie. Yeah. yeah, his name is Willie. And then all of a sudden oh, he's goddamn Freddy Krueger. Are you kidding? Like, it's just, it's what a switch. This the is guy called has range. acting. Also, he has a sweetheart, but he that's range. That's acting, crazy. acting. Really? They're not really like that in real life? Wait, are you saying that Robert England doesn't actually kill children in their sleep? Not anymore. Well, as far as we know. Well, <laughs> that was in the 80s, man. Come on. <laughs> exactly. A lot a of shit happened ago. in the 80s. <laughs> he's been absolved of his sins. That's right. He'd be getting out on parole just about That's now. Right. He Freddy. apologized for it on Twitter. It's fine. Um, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's anyway, I, we were just all a digression because of Rob's t-shirt, but uh, we wanted to, uh, before we got to the six degrees of, uh, of Shatner, where we got the, our, 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 our Shatner, our Shatner spurts, our expert Shatner uh, fans. Uh, we want to read the mailbag. It's been a while since we've uh, uh, revisited the mailbag. And at, at the end of the show, we always say rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you have something to say, put it down because you too may end up on the show. So I want to I want to start <laughs> with some of the most recent comments from the mailbag. And, and you guys are all mentioned, which is why it was important to have you on the show. So, I think it will be. So the, the first one. First one. This should be exciting. You know, you sounded there. Sound like Larry Sanders. This should, this should be exciting. No, no, more, more like, more like uh, uh, Jeffrey Tambor. But uh, as Hank, hey now. Okay. Anyway, this podcast needs more Sussman. Just wanted to see if this would get read on air. Great pod. Keep it up. Now I'm pretty sure this was written by Michael Sussman because <laughs> his, his handle is LATV Man. <laughs> so, we've sussed you out Mr. it's a very Sussman. complicated case a lot of ins and outs for the duder it's uh <laughs> it's like you know boy that uh you know music of the original star trek set is really brilliant whoever did that was fantastic says la you, you know la soundtrack expert kendall 563 you know i mean <laughs> Like anyway, okay. Well, there we go. That was an easy one. Now we're getting to the now we're getting to the rough stuff, the tough stuff. Okay, here we go. Five star review. Okay, this this is the, the this is um. Thanks for talking politics. Says J J D I N A R K. Um. Uh. J Dark says um. Star Trek is inherently political, and I appreciate you guys pointing out the parallels to our favorite show and the issues we still deal with today. Okay, that's a great comment. It's probably the last time you're going to hear somebody saying that. Because uh, <laughs> we got Signed, some people. Are- Mark Altman. We got. No, <laughs> I didn't, no, I didn't, Maltman I didn't write that. 95. Wait a second. How did that, where did that, that come sum, from? That does sum up. Uh, that does sum up uh, how, how obviously I feel about the show. But obviously there are people who, who have uh, a very, very different opinion. This is um, 
This is Big Leo 72, not to be confused with Leo from Twin Peaks, uh, the truck driving guy who beats Machen Amick. Uh, maybe it is actually from his message. Um, this is, uh, this is Big Leo who, who brought out the uh, Komodo dragon in The Freshman. This is a one star. Is that a Komodo dragon in your pocket? Or are you happy? This to is see a one, this is a one star. One star. It's labeled Marksperts. That's the, the, the best pun of the Uh-oh. whole thing. I'm about to read. Okay. So I listen to hear RMB's insights almost exclusively. So there you go, Rob. Obviously, they, you know, got to give the guy some credit for tuning what? in for Rob. Altman's radical left wing banal opinions are peppered into almost every podcast. He should stick to his opinions about make believe stories and in his off time, learn to be a critical thinker and not stick his hand, his head in the sand like a typical Hollywood milk toast. Now, I want to point Scott out Mance. Well, I want to. <laughs> I want to point out the guy misspelled milk toast, first of all. Ah, so he didn't it, use the Q-U-E. No, you no, say it was he, like milk he, toast? He did it like milk. Yeah, and I just want you to know that uh, that's almond milk here in Hollywood. Now, we don't drink the <laughs> uh, dairy. Milk we drink the gluten-free non-dairy uh, milk, just in case uh, you're uh, wondering about that, Mr. Uh, Big Leo. <laughs> not ha- Big Leo is not happy with the politics on the show. So sorry, Big Leo. Glad you're enjoying the show. Anyway, and and Rob's back, so you're gonna have to listen. Wow, have to listen. That, I appreciate the appreciate the kind words, sir. There you go. Now, now this next one is actually requires, I think, a more um, serious uh, discussion. This is because from I medium size, Leo. Like, no, no, because this is from <laughs> Roly P12. I assume that's Roly Poly 12, but uh, uh, Roly P12, uh, man chat. Not to be confused with the man trap or salt hmm. or pepper or anything like that. This roly poly, uh, roly pig 12 says, I actually love a lot about this podcast. I always learn new things and enjoy a lot of the inside perspectives brought by guests. But, this feeds my, well, we're getting there. Okay. This feeds my long starved inner Star Trek geekdom. But sometimes the chatter among the Trexperts devolves into commentary about who wore their scanty Bill Tice costumes best. Or which TOS actor? You know what? I'm sorry. I have most. to stop you. That's Nobody weird. on this podcast ever wore a, a skimpy Bill Tice costume. Ever. I've never Got, worn one. Okay. I resent well, that. Actually, hey, Rob, you'd look great. By the let, way, let me let me finish. Let oh, me finish. I'm sorry. Go okay. ahead. All right. yeah. I, guys, guess what? Women are a huge part of fandom. We're listening. Bring on more women as guests, please, and do a type one diagnostic on the silly sexist sexist banter. Now, I don't want to dismiss this out of hand by just saying it's ridiculous because I don't. I don't think that's ridiculous. But this is the point I want to make. For thousands of years. The, fe- the female form, the male form have been the subject of, of art, sculpture, paintings, uh, and, and people have commented on, on these things. We've had plenty of women on the show. We've had plenty of men on the show. And I don't think any of us would have a problem with uh, the women who've been on the show objectifying uh, the men at, at all, you know, saying, oh, you know, about Shatner, about any, any of the men that they think are handsome or, or sexy or anything like that. And I think that, uh, I think that, I understand where she's coming from, or presumably she, I don't know. She could be non-binary. She could be a male. We don't know. But uh, all I know is that uh, I want to give it a serious answer, but I disagree. Well, Darren, what do you think? You know, I think that it's a, it's a valid thing to bring up, but it's also, um, it's, it's, it's silencing us based on our sex and our, and our preference. And I don't think that's fair either. 
um, to be quite honest. Uh, look, I fully understand the uh, the uh, reticence uh, for some people to, uh, uh, you know, talk about or acknowledge uh, the male gaze or male opinions on things or, uh, you know, male feelings about anything. Um, and if we were uh, generally uh, loud-mouthed, um, uh, Boris, really opinion, Boris? opinionated boars uh, that constantly uh, uh, put down women, I would agree. We don't. We, we love women. We welcome women. We respect women. All of us do. And, you know, just talking about costumes in a TV show uh, and being called uh, uh, sexist is ludicrous, frankly. So, Rob, is there a truth? No beauty? Well, I was going to say, I mean, you can't deny that this show had an incredible sex appeal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, it was appealing to the male gaze. There was a reason Andrea is wearing the outfit Andrea is wearing in What Are Little Girls Made Of? There is a reason there's an episode called Mud's Women. You know, and I, and I think that the or even uh, what is it, Dro- Droxine in in the Cloudminders, and I have never met a work of art before. You know, the, there's a reason why Droxine. the lovely Dro- there's a reason why all of this was put into the series, and I think it's also unfair. Like, yeah, okay, we might joke about it, but we joke about it from a perspective of we all know what was there when the show was on from '66 to '69. Right. And, you know, you're in the midst <laughs> of the section. You said 69. I did. Um, I was going to say, I mean. Is that wrong? Actually, I, we had I, such I, an intelligent <laughs> discussion I'm about sorry. this subject. And then you destroy it by, by your, your. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I should. I, but, I, but I mean, at least that shows you're a giver, right? Yeah. But I, I think that it's, it's, it's something that is definitely a part of the DNA of certainly the classic series. And the fact that we recognize it in, in a humorous way, I, I mean. I, as a child, as a young boy, everything I learned to love about women came out of Star Trek, including how women looked in the 60s, which to this day I still love. And, and do, do, we get, uh, do we get chided on uh, acknowledging Captain Kirk's uh, preference for very smart women? No, but <laughs> that's the truth. Because he, yeah. he was always hanging around. All of his exes were incredibly smart scientists, lawyers, you know, very powerful women. So yeah. even the crazy one wanted to be a starship captain. Even the he crazy was still one. awesome in her own way. I, I will also say very seriously that I think if there's one thing we've learned by 2021, it's that um, there, is a, a, there is very much a, uh, a female gaze um, that exists. And I, and I would say this also as a person who, um, you know, in my, my show that that just dropped Dota Dragon's Blood on Netflix. You can watch it today. I'm I'm trying to to learn from Mark. You're trying to, you're um, trying to channel the Altman. Trying to channel Altman. Uh, you know, there's a drinking game online that Netflix put up that was basically every time you uh, you see like our male lead get naked, you have to have a drink. They counted. He gets naked 15 times. 15 times the man gets naked. Um, there is more like- That's in only in eight episodes. That's in only eight episodes. There, there is more like uh, erotic art 
of that male character than there is of like, that I have seen pop up on, now who knows what's out there in the rule 34 universe or whatever the hell it is. But like, but there is more like art of, of that character than of any of the women. I mean, well, it's, it's funny like, you say that because I was going to say, Ashley, let's for a second pretend this is a different podcast. Let's pretend it's Bridgerton spurts. Right. Let's pretend this <laughs> is a show painful. with four women that love Bridgerton. Right. They're probably going to go on for 40 minutes about Reg Page. Right. How dreamy yeah. he is, how hot he is, how amazing, you know, I, and that's fine. Yeah. I, I, that's great. Good. Should I get into how he, my wife speaks about Poldark? <laughs> I mean, I mean, and know, that, it, the first syllable of that is pole. Why would we care? We don't. Right. I, I mean, the guy is dreamy, right? Uh, yeah, he's absolutely. smart and, uh, you know, obviously I never saw the show, but I mean, you get you get it. Also, Nothing can I point out that, that nobody men... took their clothes off on um, Star Trek more than Shatner did? That's true. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I mean, look at, at Corbmite Maneuver. That's right. I mean, you know, look, I mean, look how that starts. Brain, brain. I mean, not one character has to take their shirt off for a medical exam, except for Shatner. Except for Shatner. <laughs> You know, that, that's a very special medical exam. So anyway, the point being is that um, certainly I think if the shoe was on the other foot, we would have no problem with it. Why would we? You know, well, because because the, you because know. we aren't in danger from the male gaze. That's why. I mean, nah, to be honest, I mean, that that it's a valid it's a valid position to take. But, you know, I, I hate to say, ask all the women who know us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, the point being is that's why I don't want to be dismissive of this comment, which I don't think we were. I, I want to, you know, and then and she said, you know, look, um, she says, uh, um, bring on more women as guests. Look, I think we've done a good job of uh, bringing on, you know, our guest hosts uh, when uh, Darren and I are away on Romulus negotiating the peace treaty. Uh, we've had Peter Holmstrom and Lisa Klink co-host um, and uh, the guest host rather. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, we, we always are, are trying to bring on as many female guests as we can, but, you know, uh, we've always brought on people who are um, first and foremost, have a story to tell and fit in with the, 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 the show. I mean, we've had some wonderful guests. I mean, just recently uh, we had on uh, Gabrielle Stanton again and, and Kay Rydell who are wonderful and who will definitely be back on the podcast. So it's definitely something that's important to us, but at the same time, uh, I think that we are, you know, always looking for guests who are going to be entertaining and knowledgeable, regardless of, uh, of, of, you know, gender, regardless of color, regardless of you know, the Star Trek philosophy. Yeah, it's yep. meritocracy. It's it's who who's who's qualified to be on the show, and 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 we're always, uh, you know, happy to bring on anyone uh, if if uh, their um, knowledge of the subject or expertise warrants. I think also this show has sex appeal, just like it has political issues baked into it. And to not talk about either thing isn't being honest about what the original series was and right. the time it was made. That's right. Yeah. No, great point. And look, I hope I hope for uh, Roly Poly. I mean, Roly P12. Um, uh, um, we hear you. I hope you heard us. And we can agree to disagree if uh, you didn't um, We made the case. But we appreciate you being a, a fan of the show and uh, sharing your strong feelings with us. It's, you know, look, this is not this will not be solved here or in the council chambers, chambers of Babel, but it is an ongoing discussion. That's our perspective. Doesn't mean we're right. Doesn't mean you're wrong. 
just means we have uh, this is our point of view. That's your point of view. More power to everybody. Okay, now back to politics. (laughs) Enough with the politics, says Paul W. Smith, 68. 68. He didn't say 69. (laughs) You know, 68 was quite a year for politics, I have to tell you. Um, But I'm I'm not going to. Very, very, very important year. I, I really enjoy this podcast, this Paul W. Smith 68. And more I'm hearing, the more I hear politics come into the discussions, it really grows tiresome. And when I hear it, usually quit listening. He quits listening. He doesn't like it. The 30 seconds we talk about politics is very upsetting. Yet again, more politics on the February 5th, 21st podcast. Oh, he even wrote it down for us. Thank you. Um, Mark Altman, that's me, can't stop himself. What's more funny is why it annoys him so much that someone gives him one star. Well, here is your new one star review, Mr. Altman. You're welcome. I want to point out that he did not use the apostrophe, which would be the appropriate you're welcome would be Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Instead, he said, you're welcome. So uh, I hope down there in Oklahoma, things are going well for you. Oh, damn it. I didn't want to go there. So uh, anyway, what do we have Fe- to say about Mr. Uh, Paul February W. Smith? Grabbed and pinched and hurt my neck, February 12th. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have anything to say. I, you know, I want to make a point. I'm not upset about the one stars. I basically said, if you don't like it, give us one star. We don't care. We don't, we don't, we're not doing Apple subscriptions. We're not trying to make money off the show. If you don't like listening to the show, don't listen to the show. Nobody's. Twisted your arm. I just find it interesting the the uh, the different subjects you can you wind up tying to politics and and p- political comments. I just find that entertaining myself. For example, <laughs> Bill it's T's all costumes. about politics. The world is all about and Star Trek in particular. And I think that's part of what makes Star Trek an enduring show because it was about something, and 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 the and the Federation is about something. It it speaks to us. And and if you just ignore it and just say, oh, it's you know, it's a big show about, you know, spaceships blowing each other up, you know, then it becomes something else. I'm going to, I could say, I'm not going to say it. I could make a joke about one of the modern Star Treks, but But it has no meaning. But the great thing about uh, at least original Star Trek and, and, and later, uh, later shows too, um, is that as we talked about on our politics episode, it appeals to all sorts of uh, people with uh, different political views, right? There, there is enough in it to uh to speak to everybody usually yeah that's well, look that's go ahead rob well i was gonna say like i i keep harking back to something like an episode like a private little war mm-hmm. which is a direct allegorical reference to vietnam and southeast asia mm-hmm. and the whole idea of the, the very premise of the show that the hill people are going to be armed by kirk because the villagers are being already armed by the klingons this is a political uh situation yeah, that that is defined by various political ideologies. It and, literally, and you know, those McCoy of you, and Kirk. For those of you youngsters who either weren't taught it or didn't listen, that's exactly what was happening in Vietnam. Uh, yeah, and it's exactly the, the the one side was being armed by the communists, and the other side, we were the, on the south the South Vietnamese. We we're on their side. Now, how do you discuss a Star Trek episode like a Private Little War and not get into a political discussion? Because the episode yeah, is about international politics and not only that captain kirk is 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 largely inspired by john f kennedy who was a huge influence on gene roddenberry you know star trek was hugely influenced by kennedy's new frontier 
of the early 60s. You know, Deep Space Nine and the character of Cisco was hugely inspired by the, the riots in, in, in the early 90s here in Los Angeles. That whole scenario was shaped by the L.A. riots. So, you know, when you say, yeah. um, oh, can't talk don't about talk about politics, talk yeah. about space wizards. Well, you know, we're not going to do that because uh, politics are, are such an is, is essential part. Uh, they go hand in hand with Star Trek. But here's let's let's continue because we got a lot of these. So I want to keep but keep going. You, you should also listen to our other podcast, Space Wizards Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> OK. You're going to love this. Like sports talk shows, but hate I can't read the rest of this. Okay. Because it says ellipses. It says like sports talk shows, but something, something. This is by The Tank. The Tank. James (laughs) Garner. You may remember that classic film. Yeah, I love that movie. He had a Sherman tank and his kid was in jail and there was a corrupt sheriff. It was awesome. You know what? That gives me an idea for something, but it's a totally different podcast. I'm writing that one down. Thanks. This is a one-star review. I loved Mark Altman's Trek and Bond Oral Histories. Available now, wherever you buy books. <laughs> I added that part. Uh, and love, love, this is with five O's, Doctorman. Who doesn't? Darren's very lovable. But this I could casual, name several people. But this, right casual, <laughs> this casual bro atmosphere of this thing is not my cup of tea. Also, okay, we're going to, this is Rob. You're not, you're also uh, taking it to Woodshed. Also, right. Robert Meyer Burnett is a raging Islamophobe. I was a huge fan of his until he ranted against Muslims. So please don't give him a platform, please. Rob, I want to say something before you get to respond. I've known Rob now for, uh, I don't know, 25 years, I think, maybe more. And Rob can say some pretty stupid shit. But <laughs> racist, racism, a homophobia, sexism, Islamophobia? these are just not in his DNA. No. That is not Rob Burnett. Rob Burnett will say some things to get a response out of something. And every time I get these emails about don't have Rob Burnett on the show, look, I'm not going to tell you to fuck off because that would be rude. But I am going to tell you, you know, that, you know, I know Rob Burnett and known him for a long time. And Rob, if the things you accuse him of were true, he would not be on the show. But none of that is true. So I think that, you know, I need a lot more than he's a raging Islamophobe. Uh, because God knows, you know, how uh, th- that's just not the case. R- Rob uh, loves all religions and creeds. And, we, you know, and in fact, I know of a very hot Muslim girl that I used to date. OK, we won't go there. So um, anyway, Rob, <laughs> I don't uh, want to look the casual bro atmosphere uh, speaking. I-, I would say that I have railed against Islamic fundamentalism when it comes to, say, how women are treated or how. Uh, homosexuals are treated and the fact that there are acid attacks or girls trying to go to school, but I'm against religious fundamentalism across the board, not just in Islam. I mean, if you know anything about history, Islam gave us algebra, you know, and, and uh, those, those foundational math sciences that are the basis of our modern technology. And in Um, fact, numbers. (laughs) And in fact, and in fact, numbers. That was a big one. That, that was a big one. And so you can't uh, the idea that, yeah, there have been things I have railed against, such as, oh, I don't know what happened on 9-11, you know, and these are things that happen in the world. But I I don't dislike anyone of any religious persuasion. As a matter of fact, I find all uh, religion interesting. 
I would say I'm a casual student of learning about all religions. Uh, although uh, re religious fundamentalism of any kind bothers me. And I've, I've gone off on Christian fundamentalists. I've gone off on Islamic fundamentalists. I'm Jewish. There's a lot of Jewish, Jewish orthodoxy that I, I uh, object to. And I even just, as a matter of fact, produced and edited a movie called Tango Shalom that is actually about religious tolerance, where we have a, 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 a rabbi befriending an imam. And it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when the two of them meet and have a discussion for the first time. Oh, yeah, Rob, Rob comes I from won't. a generation where people spoke before they thought, which wasn't necessarily always the worst thing. And mm -hmm. it has apparently become a big issue these days. But, uh, you know, again, it's like, it, it, you know, if this was truly the case, you know, we are not going to give anyone a platform that's racist or, or sexist or you know, homophobic or, or um, Islamophobic, but it's just not the case. And, uh, you know, you put this stuff up on the, the page and gave us one star. I don't know what it means. And I, look, if you want to, uh, you have something more to say, we're happy to hear it, but it's just not, something here doesn't add up. I'm glad you like my books though. And I think you could have, <laughs> you could have really given us a few more stars just for that fact. Anyway, Ashley, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh no, I was going to say, um, my friend Rob, I will say only that that there is no hate in this man unless um, you were somehow involved in making Star Trek since about 2008. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's pretty true. You know, I, and, and what's what's so funny, Mark, you mentioned I come from uh, the Burnett work. The whole premise of my show is one of inclusion and listening to everyone's voice. That's the whole every day. And, and, and if you watch the show, I got people from all walks of life, uh, all religious backgrounds, shapes, sizes, colors, creeds, sexualities, and they all write me and I read their letters all day, every day. Yeah, you know, look, like I said, Darren and I have known Rob for a long time, Ashley almost as long, and it's just, I, you know, Rob is probably the, the most open and wanting to learn and, and just, you know, willing to talk Sometimes to anybody person so. I know. Sometimes yes. too much so. <laughs> So I guilty as charged, <laughs> you know, we all say and do stupid things, but you, you know, uh, I, I don't know. You know, and this whole thing about a, like a, a sports show. Uh, first of all, the only sport we're interested in is rollerball as anyone who knows us uh, will <laughs> attest. But um, the other thing is, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like a sports talk show. I mean, you know, I I've, I've made the mistake of trying to listen to a couple other Star Trek podcasts and it always starts to him. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. Did you have a nice day? Yeah, I went to the supermarket. It was really interesting. What's going on? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm going to make something interesting for dinner. Should we talk about Star Trek now? Yeah, I think so. You like Star Trek? I sure do. It's like, oh, my God. I think and, we should start <laughs> out the show like that because I would like to know more about how your week went. Do you know yes. what? So Peter and Lisa, Peter and Lisa guest hosted our show last week for the first yeah. time. It was an experiment. Very good response. People really liked the episode. I was glad. Gets Darren and I off the hook a little bit. Um, and, and you know, they, they did a much better, uh, uh, I think, uh, a show on Voyager than Darren and I could have done. Yes. Um, but they, the one thing I called them, I said, they opened the show. It's like, how are you, Lisa? I'm good. How are you, Paul? I said, no. Not on this show. I don't care what you oh. could do, but I don't want the hey, how was your day? They know, you know how you are. On. They're listening Nobody... to you. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. Just no, don't. I don't want to hear that. I just, I, it's a pet peeve of mine. Speaking of pet peeves, let's see what our next oh, thing shit. has to say. <laughs> oh, this person is subtracting a star, but it's four stars. This is from Chico Escuela. Okay, Chico. Firstly, this is a fantastic podcast. Right on. It's just people talking about stuff they love. Fantastic podcast. With, with the <laughs> with the occasional in a fantastic interview with insiders and stars of our favorite show. All the love and props to the regulars and semi-regulars who appeared on the show. But the reason I subtracted a star is yes, I'm so sorry, Darren. Mark's constant desire to drag his politics into the discussions. It's not even whether or not I agree with his views. It's that I listen to Trexperts to escape from the constant bombardment of politics in today's media. I actually found the episode about politics very entertaining in that it was presented both sides and was, for the most part, civilly conducted. Also, Mark's attitude about it doesn't make for pleasant listening. But I find Darren charming and Ashley and Rob Burnett equally so. Apparently not so charming I, enough for that extra star, though. Yeah. And so I grit my teeth, roll my eyes, and bear it. And think of England. Oh, poor <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking for wonderful discussions on Trek and other geek culture and don't mind the occasional Eddie Deason like rant about politics, this is a great show. That's Listen funny. to it regardless. Now, tell you something. That is nice funny. pull on Eddie. Back let, doors let are not you. secrets. There's only one person we know like Eddie Deason, and that man's name is Dan Schweiger. <laughs> so I want to say Barton Fink. I'll take it. Harold Ramis, <laughs> Ghostbusters. I'll take it. Eddie Deason, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> okay. So next, next. That was a one fan time. letter. That was to you. <laughs> we love you, Carlos. A hundred. No, this next one is a hundred and one greatest sci-fi. But this is a five-star review from P Star Three Thousand. P Star. It sounds like something you'd order at one in the morning off of like me TV. something that you don't want to order. Yeah. But I shouldn't be making fun, but this is a lovely review. Thank you for another great series of shows with what I view as the core Trexperts. Mark, Darren, Ashley, and Rob. Wish Rob and Ashley were on every episode. This series of episodes- Can't afford also- them every episode. <laughs> <laughs> this series of episodes- also managed to yield new sales of both Now and Again and The Lathe of Heaven on DVD. Alas, no Blu-ray option exists. There you go. That's it. That's nice. That's nice. I, that's I agree. Great. I'm so Thank glad you. they went out to do uh, to watch Lathe of Heaven. Yeah. It was worth yeah. the 14 hours we spent recording it, only yeah. so we could sell a copy of Lathe of Heaven. It's a shame this is the last episode Rob and Ashley are going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. It's been a hell of a ride, gentlemen. Well, you know, um, okay. So next one is new review for a new season. This is a uh, five-star review. Great Bird of the Galaxy. There's only one Great Bird of the the Galaxy. Is it the real Great Bird of the Galaxy? I was going to say. From Beyond Uh, the Grave? I'm glad to hear Gene likes the show. The big question is, can these fellows break the third season curse? Having listened to it for several long months, I must say they seem to have succeeded, and I see clear sailing for them ahead. It helps that they don't, the electric search network is nothing like NBC was and lets these inglorious experts have complete creative autonomy over their episodes. But seriously, this show continues to be amazingly fun to listen to. I think they can go 10 seasons at least. What do you say, fellas? <laughs> no, please. <laughs> no, not 10. Yeah. That's what, 
Why? Why? What did I ever do to deserve that? Um, Mark Altman lets his political views seep into the conversation a bit too much for my taste, but he does so generally sparingly and with a good-natured attitude. Yeah, that's, okay. that's pretty true. Yeah. Star Trek oh. has al- always succeeded best, I think, when subtlety is deployed in one's political viewpoints. You mean like, let that be your last battlefield? Well, um, he said succeeded best, so I think but, maybe but, he's got a point when he brings up let that be your but, last battlefield. But his knowledge and reminiscences make him equally enjoyable to listen to. Why, thank you. The topics have been highly creative and the rapid-fire quotes from the franchise's many iterations are very impressive and add to the fun. Regular guests like Ashley Miller, Rob Burnett, and Scott Mance mix things up constantly like a box of chocolates and bring new insights and ideas. So I guess that makes Mance the Forrest Gump of, uh, of the show. Keep on trekking, gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for keeping the original vision alive as these newfangled interpretations, except Lower Decks continues to lose sight of the Star Trek vision and lose their way. Look, whatever. That's We know, shall keep on trekking, that. as you say. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for the kind kind words. That's always nice. Um, ah, this is a good one. I'm sure you're all going to have something to say. This is a two-star review. Very rare two-star. Oh, wow. It's usually five or one. So this wow, is very kind of like free enterprise. <laughs> um, I have this podcast a chance. Okay, I guess he means I gave this podcast a chance. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll blame uh, his... Uh, Autocorrect. I'm not going to say right. that he's illiterate. Okay. So, but I'm really disappointed that the hosts choose to constantly shit all over Star Trek with arbitrary nitpicking and so many personal opinions that aren't backed up with any logic. Any good podcast and critique uh, that critiques its subject matter does so fairly and hopefully with some love. IT seems to revel in tearing down details of episodes and movies simply because those details don't live up to some arbitrary standard they've created in their own minds. You don't like the writing? Okay, friend, but you have to do better than it's just so crappy. Come on! This is a podcast for neckbeards and basement trolls who see no need to appreciate Star Trek on its own terms. Real fans of Trek should stay away. But it's two stars. I, I would agree. So we're doing something right. I would, I would agree. Um, if, if you just want to take in everything that is called Star Trek, willy-nilly and accept it all don't listen to us do not listen because we don't do that obviously and see we can even critique the star trek that we absolutely love because that is how you have a complete idea about something if something you love is so perfect that you can't critique it then it's not worthy critique is our business, gentlemen. That's right. That's what this podcast is about. It's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, um, look, I don't know that any of us, guest or host, would be on this show as much as we're on it if we didn't love Star Trek. And I think yeah. between like any of us, like you, tra- you did a Venn diagram of the Star Trek we love and the Star Trek we don't and all that other crap. I, I don't think that it would, it would not be a, a one-to-one. Um, you know, there are things that I don't dig that like that some of you guys really dig. There's stuff I dig that you guys don't. And that's fine. And that's cool. But I would be, much rather tell you how much I love Deep Space Nine. To be honest, um, if right. we don't love something, we don't talk about it. That's right. Yeah. I, I also, I think, too, that, you know, I think about even as much as I love the original series, 
when I when I think about an episode like and the children shall lead, it's not only a bad episode of Star Trek, it's one of the worst television episodes I've ever seen of all time. You know, you talk about a Deep Space Nine episode. I love Deep Space Nine, but Meridian is a terrible episode. It's, awful. it's like, let's let's rip off Brigadoon. Like, how about not? But they did anyway. <laughs> they spent a, how many millions of dollars on a million and a half bucks on that? I mean, Night Terrors. Good Lord. I'm not a big fan of that episode. And and, and Sub Rosa. Why did they yeah. make that episode? It looks great, by the way, in HD, though. So maybe it's redeemed. But there, there are, Star Trek is not beyond reproach. You know, and we, you, you, we, you we said to, to uh, Rob, we said to Brandon, you know, we're doing the Trek Sports briefing room where we do the commentaries, which Rob is going to be on soon. Um, and so we asked Brandon, we said, you want to do cause and effect or sub Rosa? He goes, no, we're going to do cause and effect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we were doing the Blu-ray stuff, there was talk that Seth MacFarlane would come and do an audio commentary on sub Rosa. <laughs> that would have been I mean, awesome. I, I mean, you know, that or masks as uh. But, but I think, you know, I think it's it's important to understand, like, if it isn't obvious to people that we love Star, we've loved, I don't think I've loved anything as much as I've loved Star Trek my entire life. Me neither. And I've got one of my kids sitting three feet away. Harlan, Harlan Ellison <laughs> made a statement. I think it was on Tom Snyder's show one time. He said that Star Trek fans are inherently non-discriminant. This show exists to prove him wrong. I think Earth exists to prove Harlan wrong. Often. I wouldn't go that far, Ash. but uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're right. I that would be elevating a, like uh, Harlan. But uh, I as, have as, to make a stunning admission now that this guy's called us out. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> like Star Trek. I don't know much about it. I never really watched the show. I'm really just doing this podcast to cash in. Right. You know, those books and things. I figure it's a good way to promote them. But, I, you know, I've, I've always, always seen hated show, Star Trek and I'll never and forget it for the death of my son. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, uh, I, you know, you're right. I, I really don't know much about don't have much to offer. And um, I, I, I hear it's good. And uh, you're, you're probably right. It shouldn't be so critical. Shouldn't be, uh, you know, I should talk about how great Masks is. What a wonderful episode that is. How brilliant uh, uh, Brent Spire's tour de force performance in the role of 12 different people is from the civilization. Maybe he's right. Maybe, you know, we've threatened should, to do. We've threatened to do an episode like this, but an episode where all we say are wonderful things about Star Trek. It would be so freaking boring to listen to. I feel Wasn't that great. Wasn't that great? Oh, yeah, that, that was great. That, that, poor, that poor Janet Lester. All she <laughs> wanted to do was be a captain and that Captain Kirk wouldn't let her do it. I mean, what, it's, yeah. it's so I, I so agree with this guy. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I, she's I totally, fighting I, misogyny. I take it back. What she's fighting. I think <laughs> Melvin Belli is one of the greatest actors who has uh, <laughs> ever been on Star Trek. Uh, you know, I also think, think that, I, I mean, Mark, we, you mentioned at the top of this episode how long ago we met. We literally, I was a fan of your writing, specifically your writing about Star Trek before I even knew you. And and the the thing that I, I think brought us together was the cover of Sci-Fi Universe number two, which was a magazine you edited and you co-created. And it was a picture of a deep cut picture of Riker from Parallels screaming about the Borg universe that he was stuck in. I remember that. And it was about to be overrun. And I, I when I picked up that magazine, I'm like, okay, whoever put this on the cover of Sci-Fi Universe magazine because I didn't see issue one. I saw issue two was the first one I saw. I'm like, these people clearly really love Star Trek. And when I opened up the magazine and looked there, lo and behold, there was your name. And I'm like, of course, 
nobody loves Star Trek more than Mark Altman because I've Those been reading Those were the here. great days. I remember, you know, the publicist used to put me in this room where they had all the slides and I would go through them and try and find covers. And when I saw that shot of parallels with where he had the frizzy hair and he was just freaking out and he was like, you know, on the verge of a nervous breakdown, it's like it, it, it can write itself. It's like, I can't believe it's over. You know, it was perfect. Right. And it was the same thing with the next issue where I found this picture of Calm Meany just dazed in a corner like he'd just been stunned and everybody's hovering over his body. And it's like, yeah, that's what we came up with Deep Space Nine, dazed and confused. You know, can can, you know, Deep Space Nine break the third season curse, you know, and and uh, uh, and then, um, uh, uh, you know, and then, of course, we did the famous, uh, you know, 100 reasons, 50 reasons, 100 reasons why Return of the Jedi sucks. You know, but people always confuse that with, oh, you hate these things. It's like, no, we want to love them and we want them to be better than they are, you know. And, uh, you know, back in the day, you, you talk about, it, you know, we critique Star Trek, you know. I, I mean, I, look, I, I talked about this on the show. I treasure the days when I would sit in Michael Pillar's office and Michael would tell me, how could you say Voyager is terrible this season? We've never done better. And I'm like, and I just shake my head. I'm like, no, Michael, it, 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 second season of is awful. And, you know, but he could take yeah. it and he should be able to take it because he was making millions of dollars. And I was a journalist <laughs> getting paid 35 cents a line. So, of course, you know, <laughs> you know, now everyone's so freaking sensitive, you know, and it's like, and that was the guy who, and you know, the great thing about Michael, and then Michael would still do interviews with me and he'd still show up for the premiere free enterprise, Rob, right? I mean, it, it, it didn't matter. It was never personal, you know, because everybody wanted to do good work, you know, and sometimes you push them, even if you were critical, like, I mean, I always get a kick out of, you know, I'm look, it's no secret. Ron Moore and I had a huge falling out when I um, wrote that review uh, of Viscerating Generations. You know, and, and, and we didn't talk for a while. And uh, and then, we you know, and then he got over it. And now he's more critical of generations than I am. So it, it's like. Um, I, Here's I an analogy for you. Um, criticism is not hate. Exactly. Right. And it has to come from a place like love. OK, so my perspective. Right. If if my eldest boy, uh, my 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 11 year old shows up with a report card in hand and I see that, that there is a, a B on his report card. I am terribly disappointed in him. Why? Because I love him, because I care about him. If Mark Altman's son comes to me with a report card and there's a B on it, I am sure that Mark is disappointed in him and I totally get where Mark is coming from. But I don't have a dog in that hunt. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I have to love my son to be disappointed in him, to want him to do better, uh, to be to be truly critical. Like, you have to be coming from a place of... Why don't you love Mark's son, Ashley? <laughs> That's what I was going <laughs> to ask. You're right. How about this? What kind of taskmasters are you? What's wrong with a B? I mean, I know better. it might be an A. There's, there's no room, room to, for a B. Are you kidding? To not in better, 2021. But... Everybody gets an A. If you come home Man, with a I'm B, glad like, I'm not your kid. Like, what's that about? I don't know. I thought that analogy worked. I don't know. <laughs> I but, thought uh, it was a good analogy, actually. Thank you. No, it was, no, it was a good analogy, but I would think maybe a D, you'd be real a disappointed. But a no, B, if you came home with God. a D, if you came home with a D, I would start a podcast about it. It okay? depends <laughs> on the subject. If it was math and it was a B, I could live with it. And glorious great spurts. If it was politics. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, 
Yeah, so I, I just I this criticism of of of, of uh, you know, it's funny because we always say we're the show, you know, that celebrates love, and we tend to focus on the stuff we love, unless it's Star Trek Three. But even Star Trek Three, even I, even we love Star Trek we love Three. Star Trek we Trek. want it to be better. How, how can I possibly like be able to quote that movie if I don't, yeah. on some level, love it? Right? Like, exactly. I mean, it turned death into a fighting chance for life. It movie it's worth Star it just Trek to see. is always done. It's worth it just to see people freak out every he time we criticize it. spoke of your friendship. It. He asked you not to grieve. <laughs> it's Star Trek. It's Star we Trek. want it to be really, really, really good. This show stands for intellectual chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Burnett Robert. has long been known as an intellectual puppet of Lucasfilm. It is a forbidden <laughs> subject. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> Killed my son, you Klingon bastard. Star um, Trek is 50 years old. We feel her day is over. Right. If it, if it were a visual joke that would be lost in this podcast, I would slide out of my office chair right now <laughs> and groan from the floor. You know what, passages. Ashley? I've had enough of you. you. <laughs> I even remember the goddamn Klingon. Zen, yeah. calm yourself. Played by John Larroquette. No, that was Christopher Lloyd. What Moltz was John Larroquette. Yeah. John Larroquette. Yeah. I was responding to oh, the you okay. use it. Yeah. Yes. You know, I was ordering I, I malts, who's the dumbest I, I, Klingon in history. There was also chocolate, another one. Chocolate malts, as we call it. <laughs> I love the one. Chocolate was, malts. There was, there, was, there was another <laughs> review that I, I think that accused me of being a radical leftist or socialist or something, which I really loved, which showed a fundamental lack of understanding about politics whatsoever because of course I, I, i'm a radical I'm... socialist who is constantly doing advertisements for his books <laughs> no, right. well, Seriously? Mark i love capitalism <laughs> He's been very good to me <laughs> but, but not only that it's like i think you know i can't speak for all of you but one of the things that speaks to me about star trek and this is something leonard talked about very articulately is that star trek is a meritocracy and more than anything, you know, I kind of believe in meritocracy. Now, a lot of people say that meritocracy now is a flawed concept because yes. we're not all starting at the same starting line. And I'm not sure I, I kind of I, I still believe in meritocracy. And and I do believe that, you know, um, you know, that, that that people who are smarter and more knowledgeable and, 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 and who uh, try more qualified and work. And, Need to be, you know, there were rewards. In there that. needs to be, yeah. There needs to be rewards. Well, also, and, this and idea, I, I too believe in meritocracy, but we have to understand that, you know, uh, in Star Trek Two, each will perform, you know, according to their gifts. I would have loved to have been a professional basketball player, but I'm not LeBron James. No matter how hard, and you I never worked, will be, and I never will will be. I never will be. That's and, what they and, mean about this being a sports show. Well, that's but right. that's okay. It's okay. There's only one uh, LeBron James in the world, you know, and there's only one me. And the, the whole point of the planet of humanity is to figure out what, in fact, you are good at and, and the excel whole point in what you're Rodden, good at doing. The whole point of Roddenberry's Idic is embracing all of our capabilities and and honoring everybody for what they do and what they can be. That's well, what it's about. That's what Star Trek's we, about. That's why we're aboard her. Yes. And we've talked about this in Savage Curtain, you know, when when um, uh, Abraham Lincoln, of all people, 
you know, it says something we think is disparaging about Ohura. Right. And she says, you know, in, in the future, words can't hurt us. We've learned not uh, to fear words. We've learned not to fear words. And, um, you know, and it, 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 because what is the intent behind those words? You know, so if a comedian is making a joke in a comedy club, it's very different than somebody who's a Klansman, you know, yes. and uh, I hope it, it's I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Depending what kind of comedy club you're at. Right. <laughs> Do they spell comedy with a K? Anyway, so today's episode. Thank you. I think we should put the mail, the mailbag away because uh, the, 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 <laughs> the mail, the, you know, it's always interesting. And we actually do encourage you to please, um, uh, um, you know, Connect continue to write reviews. Various platforms. Oh, you know what? That's where the one, the guy who accused me of being a Marxist communist or something was on Facebook. It wasn't on the Apple oh, podcast. Okay. So um, I'm not going to dig that one up uh, okay. because we do not hear your words, but um it was just it was ludicrous because it shows, you know, people throw these words around without really understanding what they mean, you know, and it's like, it, I don't care. We, we Down the centuries, you slurred the meaning of the words <laughs> Marxist, communist. You know, like at least the guy who did the pun where he you know, on right. Marxism, that was funny. That's but funny. this guy, you know, who's going, it's like, no, it's like, you know, I, I mean, because we have a mix on the show of liberals, conservatives, libertarians, and it keeps things interesting. Um, but, you know, again, we're not going to back away from from Etic, exactly. We're not going to back away from politics because Star Trek uh, is fundamentally tied into politics and you can't divest the politics from Star Trek. It's, 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 it's about part humanity of, and humanity is politics and, it, and its evolution as, as to how mankind will evolve and how we will become, you know, a better humanity. You know, uh, Gene believed or, or said he believed in the perfectibility of man, which is kind of a silly concept. But, you know, how can we be better as a race? And that's what Star Trek explores. And by exploring Star Trek, hope we can grapple with those fundamental truths and um, and, and, and not not avoid them. And also yeah. to, to listen to people who have views different than your own and perhaps learn from them, yes. which uh, is so very important. Not like accept them, meta but, point, but learn like about, from them. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, just that. So we're doing this mailbag and, and largely, you know, the, the, the letters that you're reading, Mark, are, are letters that are really critical, you know, of the, of the show. I mean, sure, there are definitely some nice pats and, and all that stuff. And that's great. And we love There's it. There's very few of those, by the way. Yeah, there are very few. But I don't it's, read it's the, usually, the nice ones yeah, because yeah. it would not be very interesting <laughs> if I just read a bunch of, the show's great, keep it up. Exactly. Right. So the, the, my, the point that I'm making is that, that part Sorry, of that exercise I, 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 I is- I can say sure. one more thing. There's a reason we are one of the most successful Star Trek podcasts, why we have just passed 2 million downloads over the last two and a half years. I mean, you know, the large majority of the people who listen to the show love it and don't write about it and probably don't put five stars in it. But um, there's a reason that the show is successful and there's a reason we continue to do it, you know. But it is fascinating to read the detractors but of course, that provides much more interesting comedy than we love you. We love you guys. Don't stop yeah. doing it. Anyway, Ashley, I, oh, I was going to say, Go plus, just as we are occasionally critical of this thing that we love, like we embrace the criticism of the thing that we love, just as we, I think, you know, I, I, maybe I'm only speaking for me, but but embrace the criticism 
of us, right? As much as like we make jokes as we're kind of going through all this and we've, you know, been kind of ourselves through all of this. I, I think we all take, you know, all of these letters uh, very seriously, especially the ones that are, yeah, exactly. We take it to heart. Especially the ones that are negative. I don't, I don't believe I, the positive ones. I exactly. like to think we're all big enough to take a few insults. Yeah, that's what I, that's yeah. what I say. That's a Star uh, Trek. You are correct. Well, I don't. Can I just say one thing about the the idea? Because I get a lot of this too. I don't like it when you talk about politics. How do you discuss, say, a movie like Captain America: The Winter Soldier, whose plot is about surveillance? Mm -hmm. You know, it's about clandestine enemies that are going to take over the government. I, I mean, Captain America was designed to fight the Nazis. That's how he was. He began really. The characters, the, the Star Wars is literally about a political rebellion <laughs> against the, the, uh, how do you not discuss politics? I mean, I think it's current politics that people object to, like injecting, because then it becomes personal. Right. But all of these things that we love, these genre things are, are always in a way about politics of some kind. You know, whether you're watching Twin Peaks, there's politics in the town of Twin Peaks. You've got all the different business owners. You've got the sheriff and it's all political. Yeah. Right. And 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 I think when, you know, Mark, a lot of the time when you make political comments, you're also making a comment on current affairs, you know, which is kind of amusing from that perspective as well, that you're up on what's going on in the world. Fair. Another <laughs> another fascinating uh, or perhaps not conversation, but we've had some great interviews with some great guests uh, we didn't get, you know, I mean, Darren sort of talking about Vulcan sex with Robin Curtis. It's hard to hard to top that. But but, you know, occasionally but we I'd have like to do to shows like this. You said top that. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> OK, See, so, so, glad you made that jokes. comment. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. So welcome to today's episode. Six well, degrees of William Shatner. Mark, I hate to say it, but <laughs> how are you? It, but what did you do today? We've gone through a whole episode talking about this stuff. What about six degrees of William Shatner? <laughs> that was the topic. That that was, but we're kind of out of time. Oh my God, I don't believe it. Okay, let's do one. Perhaps do someday one. we can come back to that and have okay. another whole episode about it. You know what, Darren? Keep it. If it's honest. truly life from lifelessness, <laughs> I guess I guess we'll we have should to return do it. to this topic again. Yeah. Well, guys, we um, can do I, one I, if you want. I'm sorry Just we got you here tea. under false pretenses. You should still call this episode Six Degrees of William Shatner. <laughs> it's just the mailbag. It's, it's just nothing like that. <laughs> well, we could, we could call it Vulcan Sex, the episode. I was, I was, I was going to say, the way that this show would have worked is like you throw out a name and in six moves, like the Kevin Bacon game, you have to get the Shatner. Now, it's right. surprisingly easy because, for instance, I would just say, how do you get the Shatner? with let's see george lazenby george lazenby very simple he was in return of the man from uncle with robert vaughn and david mccallum they starred with shatner in an episode of the man with the golden gun two moves don't even need six uh no the man from uncle not the man it? with the golden the man gun. from the golden gun the man with the golden <laughs> uncle the man <laughs> it was a movie the, about the, the misogynist the man, the man from uncle so i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm just throw one out i'm just gonna throw okay. one out there and uh, and you tell See me if we uh, can get it. Yeah. OK. Rob Burnett, Catherine Deneuve. Uh, ooh, that's boy. There's a lot of ways to go on that one. Um, you can do it. You can do it. I know uh, you can. Uh, uh, gosh. 
You know what? I I, I was unprepared for this attack. Um, <laughs> you simply got caught with your britches down. Okay, uh, so let's all do it as a group. Yeah. Catherine Deneuve was in The Hunger mm-hmm. with Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon was in Thelma and Louise with Gina Davis. Okay, I know we can get to Gina. How do we get Gina Davis to Shatner? Gina Davis was in the flood. Oh, wait, I can do better. I can do better. Are you ready? I think I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay, so Catherine Deneuve was in Atlantic City with Burt Lancaster. Yep. Burt Lancaster was in Judgment at Durnberg. With, with, with William, William Shatner. Shatner. There you go. Very, <laughs> very good. That was well done. Very good. Well played. Um, you a friend do one of more? mine and I actually yeah. played this game. Did you? Uh, the the deadliest game. Months ago. But, but it, was, it was with completely, you know, uh, uh, unbelievable uh, uh, actors. Like uh, okay. Carrot Top. Uh, Yuna, O'Con- Yuna-, <laughs> Yuna O'Connor from Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, you know, uh-huh. I mean, and it's apparently very yes. easy. Okay. So uh, did James Whale there. direct that? Uh, yes. Okay. So um, the uh, movie like Gods and Monsters was uh, about uh, James, James Whale. Whale. Ian McKellen yeah, was in Gods and Monsters. Though. Ian that McKellen was in X-Men though. with Patrick Stewart. He was in Generations William Shatner. That doesn't count. No, I guess no. not because he wasn't actually in it, but he wasn't actually bad. in it. Close, no, though. We, we might be able to get there, though. So let's see. <laughs> he was in this old house with um, uh, what's her name from this James Well directed. House? No, James, James <laughs> wait, wait, James Well directed what, what was it? This old house, right? It was called no, what was oh, it? No. The, the old dark house, the old, the old dark, dark house. house. Okay, this with old... Gloria Stewart, right? Gloria Stewart was in that, right, Rob from Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Gloria Stewart was in it from Titanic. That makes it much easier. They, so that was it with David Warner in Titanic. We start with Shatter. It's starting five and six. Booyah. Go. That's good. That was good, right? That, that was, was pretty good. good. Or and, and it was we, in Time After Time, directed by Nicholas Meyer, who... Right. Oh, mine was better. Yeah, it is, because it's, <laughs> it's cute. We found but, uh, that there, there were a couple, like, touchstones to this that you could always use. Judgment at Nuremberg, and Torin Thatcher, the guy who played the old uh, um, uh, 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 Archon uh, in Return oh, of the Archon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in everything. Because he was in all those old movies. <laughs> well, you know who else would you probably be easy? Elijah Cook Jr. from Court Martial could get yeah. you anywhere, pretty yep. much. Um, okay, so let, let's see if it's any easier with uh, Patrick Stewart. Okay. Okay. Patrick Stewart, Stewart was William in Shatner. No, in no, 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 no. Let's do six. Let's do six degrees. Let's do six degrees of Patrick Stewart. Okay. So um, well, it's uh, all Shatner e- plus one. Yeah. There's an easy path to, to Stewart from almost. Well, okay. No, let's let's okay. Go. Okay. Let's try it. Let's try it. So, um, <clears throat> um, who's a, who's a, who's a good person to uh, who who do we want to connect this to, to Patrick Bacon. Stewart? Okay. Let's do Kevin Bacon. Very good. easy. Kevin Bacon was an X-Men first class with James McAvoy, who was in uh, X-Men Days of Future Past with Patrick Stewart. As young Patrick Stewart. Who there was you go. It? Yeah, oh, there you go. Okay, very good. That was easy. Okay. So now <laughs> I was just, okay. I totally okay. just had that one ready. That was all well, the uh, that okay. wasn't fair. So, uh, okay, <laughs> so Ashley, I'm going to yeah. take you and raise you one. Let's do Avery Shit. Brooks now. Let's do Avery oh. Brooks. Avery Brooks okay. was in Star Trek. Avery Brooks was in the, was, was in the, the, the pilot of, of the Deep pilot Space of Nine. Deep Space Nine. <laughs> 
Patrick. Oh, you mean connect to Avery Brooks? <laughs> let's oh, connect Avery oh, okay. Brooks. No, we're going right, to connect Avery Brooks. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's connect cannot. Avery Brooks to John Luke Picard. Done. <laughs> no, no, no. We're we're going to connect. We're going to we're going to connect to Avery Brooks. Brooks. Um, okay, let's do uh, William Hurt. I don't know why, but let's connect William Hurt oh. to Avery Brooks. Uh, okay, Ernest Borgnine connects to everybody somehow. So, okay, so let's see. Um, we got to get to Spencer for hire somehow, right? If we can get to Robert Urich, we can get to Avery Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I let's back it, into this. There's one. a shorter one. Okay, there's a shorter one. William Hurt to um, Robin Williams in AI. Robin Williams to Avery Brooks in Deep Space Nine. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. I know how we can get there. I know how we can get there. We, we, we um, so, okay, so it was William Hurt. Um, was William Hurt in any movies with L.A. Gould? Was anyone? Was William Hurt in any movies? Because this is this is this is how we're going to do it. Or with Warren Beatty? Was, no, he was. Let's see, who was he in Altered States? He was in with um, Bob Balaban. Blair Brown. Brown. Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban. Okay, so Bob Balaban was in Close Encounters mm-hmm. with um, Terry Gar. Terry Gar was in Star Trek with William Shatner. William Shatner was in. Uh, uh, generations, generations with, Patrick, with Stewart. Patrick Stewart, and Patrick Stewart was in Deep Space Nine. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, that's good. I, I, yeah. I was, I, I was, you know, where I was trying to go. I was trying to get to Rene Auberjonois, either right. through Mash or, um, oh yeah, you know, or, or McCabe and Mrs. Miller, and get right. to Avery that way. By the way, I would uh, like to confess that when you said William Hurt, I heard you say William Holden. I don't know why. Oh, it's like a disease okay. on this show, but I like it. Okay, one of them well is then, Holden, like comfortable, Holden, and the other one, one of them is hurt. hurt. Yeah. Okay, well then, then let's do William Holden to Kate Mulgrew. Oh shit, that's a um, tough one. Uh, let's see. I, I almost like want to go to um, to Kate Mulgrew in uh, the Adventures of Remo Williams. Like somehow, like that's the path, right? Like, well, so yeah, maybe because Fred Ward. Fred Ward. Yep. Uh, so how do you connect Fred Ward? To William Holden. Oh. Or uh, who else was in that? Was it Key Luke? Uh, if we no, only get to Ernest Borgnine. Got to go through Borgnine. Yeah, yeah you have to <laughs> yeah, go through yeah. Borgnine. <laughs> we got to get to Borgnine. <laughs> um, oh, I know. Well, William Holden was in, in the Towering Inferno. It's faster oh, than that. Oh, wait, uh, Rob, 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 Rob's almost there. Wait. So yeah. So that'll get us there. So, so William William Holden, Holden was in the Towering Inferno. And let's see. Uh, Susan Blakey was in Blakely was in the towering Inferno. She was in, she had to be something like in McMillan's wife. You know, what was what, what Kate Mulgrew was, wasn't it McLeod's wife? What was she? She was the wife of somebody. They did the series with her in the seventies. Well, she had Mrs. Columbo. Mrs. Columbo. Mrs. Columbo. That's but what it is. I don't think they were ever in the show together. No, they weren't. They no, weren't. but I'm just saying you could get there. No, you can't. Uh, but, okay. But, I, I think I've got one. Okay. Ashley, go ahead. Okay. So if we're going through Ernest, Borgnine, right? Ernest, I, William Holden to Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine was in Airwolf with Michael Ansara. Yes. Michael Ansara was in the original series. Well, he was with, in Deep Space Nine. And Deep Space Nine. To, mm. Okay, but, but, but where's the connection to William Holden, though? 
Borgnine to Holden, Borgnine to Ansara. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But but we're connecting it to Kate Mulgrew. Oh, not fuck. To... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought we were uh, still oh, on Avery I was Brooke. excited about getting you to Avery we Brooks. Still on Avery Brooks. No, we were, we were trying to connect, trying to connect. Thought, oh, the airwolf card. <laughs> but the Kate Mulgrew thing, I would, let's see, Orange is New Black. Uh-huh. Um, there's really nobody on that that would be. There's no one on that who's been in anything else. That's the oh, thing. Oh, wait. No, uh, wait, you know, there is her true. husband, Taylor yeah. Sheridan's husband. Yeah. Um, there's a kid from American Pie. Yeah, they, oh, Jason Biggs, right. Yeah. So we just got to get to Jason Biggs. Um, if we can get to Jason Biggs, we've got a go picture. <laughs> there was oh, a day said nobody ever? That, was that has never been a sentence, yes. <laughs> like, so wait, 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 so somehow we got to get from William Holden to Jason, Jason Biggs. Biggs, which gets us to Kate okay. Mulgrew. Okay. So um, who played his dad in that? Um, it was... Uh, uh, yeah. From SCTV. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Howard Ramis. Not no, Howard. Eugene no. Levy. Eugene, Eugene Levy. Levy. Eugene Levy. Who is Eugene in Levy. Splash? Wait. Uh, no, uh, he was, but but and Ernest Borgnine played the mermaid in Splash. No. Totally different movie. You're by the thinking way. of SpongeBob. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got Holden. I think we gotta, Robert we gotta... Wagner was in t- Towering Inferno too. There's got to be a way to go from Robert Wagner to Kate Mulgrew. Uh, Robert heart to heart. Yeah, something. I was going to say to Stephanie Powers. Stephanie Powers to she must have guest starred on something. Oh, good lord, she had to have. Um, everybody was on Dynasty at some point. Yeah, I don't think she Colin, was though. Uh... Um, God, it was like Voyager didn't have any like um, crossover. You know, like yeah. Um, Picardo would Picardo? Have oh, been... Picardo might. Ricardo might have been in something because he was in Gremlins 2. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. William Holden to Robert. Uh, oh, no, that wouldn't work. Never. Well, to Robert Wagner. Well, I was thinking because Kate Mulgrew was in Roots the Gift. And you know who's in Roots the Gift? Avery Ooh. Brooks, LeVar Burton. Well, that'll work. Oh, then, so okay. Get, so if we got an Avery Brooks, we can go so straight to her get from Borgnine. Yeah. All we yeah. got to do is you get to Avery in less than six moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Borgnine. I'm sorry, uh, Holden to Borgnine to Ansara. It, yeah. By the way, you know who else was uh, in Roots? Avery, Avery to Kate Mulgrew. Yeah, done. Uh, no, Tim Russ was in Roots Tim the Russ. Gift. Oh. So Kate Mulgrew and Tim Russ were in Roots the Gift together, along with Avery Brooks and LeVar Burton. Just saying. See, we didn't need a whole episode on this. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. As a lark... But not for three years. We, we got we got we got one last person now. We got one last captain. Okay. We got Bacula. We got to do Bacula. Bacula. So who who are we going to connect to Bacula? And don't say Joel Gray. Um, because that would be easy. I know that the connection. Easy. I know the connection. Yeah, so, to so let's. Um, why don't we say Albert Harry? Brooks? Albert Albert Brooks. Brooks? Albert not Brooks. Mel Brooks. Albert Brooks. Okay. Because hmm. everyone oh, was oh, on NCIS. Is, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I don't know if I can work this backwards. Because um, I didn't say, like, Bacula was in... Um, no, I, I could... Oh, shit. Famke Jansen doesn't help us. Uh, <laughs> she never helps us. She never helps let's, us. Let's see, She's I'll, never done anything for us. Let's see. Bacula Albert Brooks with... to, uh, to Dr. Yui. Oh, yeah, to Dr. Yui. Okay. 
So, uh, which would be Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell. So, um, how do we get to Dean Stockwell um, from Albert Brooks? Um, let's see. Um, oh, let's see. Well, he was in Defending Your Life with Meryl Streep. Does Meryl right. Streep get us anywhere? Oh, you know what? Since we no, figured out Rip Harold, so we figured out we figured out William Hurt, didn't we? Oh, so we just connect William Hurt back to Albert Brooks, <laughs> right? That's pretty easy. It. That's Albert we're Bro- trying to get. Mike crazy with that broadcast news. Oh, no, William Hurt right. was in broadcast news. Yeah. The Holly Hunter, That's but right. we're trying to get to Bacula. Bacula. Scott Bacula. 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 and we're trying Bacula to get the Bacula through Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell. Now, Dean Stockwell was in um, uh, The Player. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, okay, this should be easy now. <laughs> With Tim Robbins, who was in... Who, uh, no. Are we going to again? Yeah, no, who... Never. We, we, we got to go back, get back to Albert Brooks. So, Albert Brooks. Um, yeah, because Dean Stockwell was in The Player. Right. And so... Um, Let's see. So let's see. Not Meryl Streep, not Catherine Harold, who is in Modern Romance. Oh, um, Sharon Stone, who is in Mother. Um, yeah. And Sharon. Uh, no, no, that doesn't. She wasn't in Mother. Stockwell. She was in Scott Bakula was in Lord oh, of the Illusions. Muse, the Muse. I meant yeah, that's Muse. what I was trying to figure out oh, too, Rob. With- Scott Bakula was in Lord Lord of Illusions with Vincent Schiavelli. Who was okay. in Everything. the Adventures oh, of Buckaroo Bonsai across yep. the Eighth Dimension? Good, good. There's got to there's got to be somebody in Buckaroo Bonsai. Jeff Bloom, you know. Uh, well, there obviously must be. Alan uh, Barkin was never in any Albert Brooks. Peter movies. Weller, Cri- Christopher Lloyd, Rosalind Cash, John Lithgow, Clancy Brown. There's got to be Carl oh, Lumley. There. There's got to be somebody in here. That's why maybe we go to Drive instead of one of the movies he directed. Yeah, like Drive Brian, Cranston Ryan, Ryan Gosling and Brian Cranston. That probably could get us. Are we recording oh. still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yes, no. I think I, think I think I got it. Okay. So Albert Brooks, Albert Brooks was in Drive with, um, with Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston was in Babylon 5. Wasn't Dean Stockwell in Babylon 5? Was he ever was in he, an episode of, of Babylon 5? Can I cheat? Can we look it up? No. No? Sadly, no. Okay. 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 But I do, but I do feel like maybe you're right that he played some kind of a spotsy. (laughs) I kind of feel that he was in an episode of Babylon 5. No, because he's in Battlestar Galactica. Oh, that's where he was a spot. That's what you're thinking about. But we can get to Galactica. Can we do it in six moves? No. Um, because if if, if, um because was there anybody in Babylon 5 who was in Galactica? No, there wasn't actually. <laughs> this is this is a tough one. Leave it to Bacula. The Enterprise always fucking things up. Leave it to That's Bacula. A, uh, that was a show Bacula. in the That's 50s, right? Show. Where it was like he and Wally were being... Anyway. I think you were a little hard on the Bacula last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because either because you're right. Lord of Illusions, which gets us the Fomka, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um... How do we get to Albert Brooks? It's tough. It's very tough. Um, uh, 
because gotta be away. Albert Brooks was also in Weeds, and uh, damn it. <laughs> hey, so Dean Stockwell was in Battlestar Galactica, yeah, with um, Mary McDonald and 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 Edward James almost. So yes. can those get us so- somewhere? They could get us a lot. They could get us to Costner. They could get us to um... <laughs> well, I guess the Costner. Get me to Costner. Hmm. Looking for these big info hubs. <laughs> Let's see, because we got the Muse, we got Defending Your Life, we got Modern Romance, uh-huh. um, Drive, History of Violence, um, History of Violence. What else? You know, because we love we love Albert. Wait, Brooks. no, he wasn't in History of Violence. That was um, what's his name? Um, he it was I I didn't why my brain went to that. Okay, and then Drive. he was also and also Julie Haggerty. Was in it? Yeah. Does that help us at all? Probably that not. Us to airplane. That takes us to yeah, airplane. I know. That gets Which... us to airplane. But how does that get us any closer to Scott Bakula? <laughs> <He's> the... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it doesn't. Oh man, I can't believe it. Albert Brooks is going. We were doing so well with all the other captains. <laughs> but there's like. It's a, you know, it's an all-star cast in air in airplane. How, Florence Henderson. Perhaps we need to throw this out to the audience and get their reactions online. Oh come on! So we, that would be cheating for them because like... they just have to go on the internet. Yeah, they'll just go on IMDb. That doesn't count. We're doing this all in our heads. No, they won't. They'll 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 be honest, won't they? Yeah, no, probably no, not. Was no. Kevin Bacon ever in anything? No, with Bacula in anything. That's the joke about it. Oh yeah, it's, it's like trees of Kevin, Kevin Bacon was in Animal House. Animal House has to get us somewhere. Hmm, that's it's, true. It's, it's, it, it's trying to connect to Dean Stockwell. Oh. That's throwing us up. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. we're talking about Kevin Bacon. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're we're doing we're doing Albert. Animal House has John Bacula. Belushi, and John Belushi connects to Saturday Night Live with Albert Brooks. Okay. So oh, you know, okay, but, we yeah. can do that. Okay. Now, okay, how but, do we, but get, how do we to get to Bacula? How do you get to Bacula? We gotta how do get, you get to Bacula. We gotta get well, Bacula to the You future. don't wear a mask, first of all. And <laughs> <laughs> they haven't developed a vaccine for Bacula. To Bacula. To Bacula. To Bacula. To Bacula. I mean, because then, like we said, we could still get to Robert Picardo or John Billingsley. Um, Robert Picardo can get you lots of places, oh, man. It's like wait, I got. I, I think okay, I think there's a better is. way to do it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, I'm, I'm, no, I, I think I think we got to get to Jeffrey Combs somehow, because Jeffrey Combs was in Enterprise with Bacula. So right. if we get if we get, um, um, I, I I I can do this. He was in The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox and oh. Jake Busey. This is what I'm saying. Wait. Um, okay, I, I okay, I thought I had it, but I don't have it. No, you don't got it. I don't got it. I got it. I got it. I don't got it. Um, he was in it's the Albert beyond. Brooks part that's the, this, the, the tough part. Yeah, it is. Um, how about Richard Chamberlain? He gets us to Sharon Stone. Oh man, we get Richard well, Chamberlain to Bacula somehow. Uh, if you go through uh, John Reese Davies. <laughs> Can you <laughs> take a left at John Reese Davies? You know, you got to keep driving, but you got to look out because uh, Bacula's up on your right. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait a second. Easy to no. pass it. Wait, 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 wait. Because didn't you say 
because if we got Peter Weller to Bakula, which is easy because he was an enterprise with him. So right. we just got to get the Peter Weller. I think Peter Weller is probably easier to get to than Dean Stockwell. Probably. So, yeah. So, um, okay. So now I think we could do this because so um, uh, Al Brooks directed the muse with Sharon Stone. Yeah. Sharon Stone was in total recall with Kurtwood Smith. Fifth. Yes. No, that, who was that, in? Yeah, yeah. No, that was right. Michael Ironside. Oh, no. damn it. But no. maybe Michael Ironside gets us somewhere. No, no. But, but Kurtwood Smith was in, um, was Kurtwood Smith in Robocop? Yes. With Ronnie Cox. Uh-huh. Who was in, in, who was in uh, uh, Total Recall. recall. Yeah. That's the yeah, connection. Right, who's That's it. Total Recall with um with with uh with um yeah uh, what's his name Which, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, no, no. <laughs> with Michael Ironside with Michael Ironside oh. what and Michael Ironside was in uh no okay wait wait why don't we just get to Jeff Gold with Sharon Stone with Sharon Stone Sharon Stone was in Total Recall right yeah. Sharon Stone was in Total Recall but with right Ronnie but that Cox. doesn't. And Ronnie Cox was in RoboCop with Peter Weller. Right. Peter Weller Peter, was in, was in Enterprise. Peter Weller, Peter Weller was in Enterprise, which gets us to Bacula. So how many moves is that? Eleven. Like five. <laughs> no, that's five, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do it for us again. Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks to Sharon, to Sharon Stone. Stone. Sharon Stone to Ronnie Cox. Ronnie Cox to uh, uh, Peter Weller. Peter Weller to Bacula. Five. That's fucking great. That's great. That's <laughs> amazing. That was a. I'm impressed. <laughs> Tell us what we've won. Um, okay, now we have the last one is our bonus round. Oh my god! Because bonus this is round. No, no, no. Because this is Inglorious Trucks. We're so going way be, over on this one. Just it would not be Inglorious because it's Rob's birthday. This is the special Rob's birthday. <laughs> okay, happy right. birthday, Rob. Uh, thank you. So, and I'm we've old. heard how much the listeners love having him on the show. So now it's a supersized episode. Okay, so here's our special because it would not be the Trexperts if we didn't have this captain on. Okay. Martin Landau. We want to get to Martin Landau. Played Commander Koning on Space 1999. Who Martin? is going to be the person we need to connect to Martin Landau? Hmm. Rob, it's your birthday. You you tell us. <laughs> for, for, are, we have, we're, are we collect, connecting Martin Landau to somebody from Star Trek? Yeah. No, no. We want to connect to Martin Landau. Because he's from who? Because we did all the Star from Trek who? captains. We did Shatter, Betty Davis. Stewart. Oh, no, Brooks. that would be too easy. No, we could do Betty Davis. No, it's got to be somebody modern. Okay, we'll do somebody they, modern. Because Betty Davis and Martin Landau were probably, they knew each other. Yeah. Okay. I, I would say, let's go from, um, uh, I got one, Mark. You're going to love this. Okay, go ahead. Ken Wall. Oh, great. That's a great one. Okay. Ken so Wall, Ken's- wise guy himself, connected to Martin Landau. Anybody from yeah, Entourage? I, no, no, we can, we can do this. So Ken Wall was in Wise Guy with Kevin mm-hmm. Spacey. Kevin Spacey was in The Usual Suspects with um, Gabriel Byrne. Who was also in everything. Uh, wait, we can, we can get Gabriel Byrne was in Excalibur. W- with Patrick Stewart. Wait, no, uh, which doesn't Nic- get us to Martin wait. Lando. Nicole no, Williamson. No, he, and he was in... Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, shoot. Um, A lot of roads go through Gabriel Byrne. Okay, you know what? If you can get me to, um, uh, uh, if you can get me to Angelica Houston or Jerry Orbach, 
I can get Martin Landau. Jerry Orbach. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know where Bobby lives, man? Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just, okay. So, jo- okay. Okay. So, get us to Johnny Depp. Oh, oh, you can get 21 Johnny Jump Depp. Street. Or get to Johnny Depp anything. very easily. Okay. So, Ken Wall to Kevin Spacey uh, in Wise Guy. Kevin Spacey to, who, there were 9,000 people in those Pirates of Caribbean movies. Yeah, so he must have been, somebody must have been with David Toulis or or or, or um, uh, uh, Orlando Bloom or Kira Knightley, mm-hmm. um, or I'm telling you, I'm disappointed. Somewhere there's got to be a connection through Entourage because Landau was awesome in Entourage. Yeah, but you know what? Also, okay, so if we can do the wise guy thing, Ken Wall was in um, Wise Guy with um, with uh, uh, Paul Winfield. He was okay. in the music arc who played Terrell. So that gets us to Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek should get us very easily to Martin Landau. No, it doesn't. Why not? Because <laughs> Martin Landau has never been no, in Star because Trek. Because everyone in Space 1999 was this legendary. Can we? Christopher Lee was in it. Was um, never in um, Star Trek. Brian Black. Oh, come on. Here Mission, we go. Mission Impossible. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Mission Impossible. Okay. 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 Uh, Ken Wall. Now I just, just get me to uh, Timothy Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. This is easy. This is easy. Ken Wall uh, was in. Um... Oh, I okay. got it. Nice. Okay. Go ahead. Ken he Wall was... to Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey to uh, somebody in airplane. What? Anyone in airplane? Because Peter Graves was in airplane, and Peter Graves was in Mission Impossible with Martin Landau. Exactly. Oh, okay, okay. So we got to get to airplane. So, um, or if you can get into Paul Winfield, it's not Julie Haggerty. Scream to Abdul Jabbar was not in Wise Guy. Um, Okay, so maybe we do. Was there anybody taking of Beverly Hills? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I couldn't come up with anyone. What about, you know, everyone was in the Phil Kaufman movie, um, the, the 50s Wanderers. Movie, the Wanderers. Who else was in The Wanderers with him? Well, literally everyone. That was the <laughs> was a ton premise of, of people in, in The Wanderers. Okay, you know, there's we're so many guest miserably. stars. No, we can do this, and then we're going to be done. Oh, we boy. <laughs> I, I hope you've been enjoying Glorious Trexperts. This is our last episode. This is the last um, episode ever. Um, who could it be? Okay, because Ken Wall can get us to, it can get us to Kevin Spacey. It can get us to um, uh, um, uh, um, you know, uh, Terrell. It can get us to Tim Curry. Tim Curry maybe helps. Um, because that gets us to Clue or Larry Lewis. It can get us to Jerry Lewis. Ron Silver. Come on, Ron Silver got to get it somewhere, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, this this shouldn't be so difficult. It gets Martin us Landau to Sharon in, Stone because Martin Landau was in freaking everything, everything, and everybody was in freaking Mission Impossible. Is one Martin Landau in Meteor also? I'm sure. Uh, I think he was. So I mean, it's like there's so many roads to Martin Landau. Why are we having so much trouble? Um, what you're right, Peter the, Graves because they shut down the 405 and everybody's using the canyons. What about Eva Marie Saint? What about her? 
Can we go through her? In North by I'm Northwest. Thinking, um, yeah, I mean, because, yeah, because we get right. Oh, Superman Returns. So let's get to Superman Returns. So um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, right. So yeah, Kevin Spacey. James, Superman James Returns. Karen. Yeah, James Marie, Karen. No, Rob, we're Eve, there. Eve Marie Eve Saint, Saint was in Superman Returns. And Eve Marie yeah. Saint was in what with Martin Landau in North by Northwest. North by Northwest. Very good, Darren. There you go. Done. There you go. That was that was four. That was great. That was great. God, we win. So simple. So, God. so simple. God, we should be drinking. All too all too easy. Um, okay. Well, guys, next time this we do this, this, soused. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There will well, be no I want to I want to I want to wish a very happy birthday to um, our honorary Trexpert, Mr. Rob Burnett. Rob Burnett, happy birthday from Thank uh, you. all of us here at Inglorious Trexperts. Um, we uh, we're, we're glad to have you back on the show. Ashley, welcome back. Thank you. Um, this is an interesting one. We dipped into the mailbag and learned some things about ourselves. We really rather some things not know. That we, yeah, we're uncomfortable <laughs> with slightly, yeah. um, but we take serious and uh, and uh, we 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 uh, we played six degrees, and uh, we nailed it. If I do say so myself, with Stuck a very broad hammer. And I'd love to see. Let's let's draw one out to the audience to do on Twitter. Let's just give them a name. They got to do six degrees too. Oh my god! Is another well, Star we Trek. Do it to Shatner. But, we have to do it to Shatner. Let's do it to the, Shatner. Who should they? Who do they have to connect to Shatner? Uh, Charlie Chaplin. Snoop Dogg. Charlie Chaplin. Okay, you got to connect Charlie Chaplin. That's a good one. Tramp. To the big tramp, uh, to William Shatner. He's not a big so, tramp. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, the six degrees of Shatner, you got to connect Charlie Chaplin in six moves or less to William Shatner. You can do that on Twitter at Inglorious Trek, on Instagram at Inglorious Trexperts, or on the Facebook page at Inglorious Trexperts as well. And um, you don't need to type we the as well. You can just yeah. leave that. Well we, we hope that you'll uh, rate us five stars and write something really pithy, not pissy, pithy <laughs> on the uh, Apple Podcasts. You can also watch us on the Electric Now app, free streaming app that you can download at your favorite app store. We want to thank our uh, sound engineer, the great Bill Ritter, our producer, Natalie Miscali, and of course, our associate producer, Zach Raggetts and Peter Holmstrom for all their help in putting the show together. And uh, as always, uh, we'll be back next Friday with an all new episode of Inglorious Trexperts and next Saturday with a Trexperts briefing room where we curate uh, episodes of Star Trek with special guests, writers, producers and celebrity fans. So hopefully you'll join us for that as well. But until then, on behalf of Rob, Ashley, Darren and myself, Mark Altman, uh, keep on trekking ingloriously, of course. This show is produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.